2: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. This is great. This is next level. This is, you know, all I need is a toilet and my wife can kick me out of the house. And even then... You know, you just walk down to the ravine and do your business there. Wow, that's uh, great. Don't drink uh, out of that ravine. (laughs) (laughs) Don't drink out of any ravine. (laughs) Have you ever drinking out of a ravine?
3: Have you ever done it? Drinking? Drinking? Have Have you ever been dumb enough to be drinking out of a ravine? (laughs) Have you ever drank out of a ravine? I have. I have not. I have. I have not. I, I didn't get drunk, but I drank some water out of a ravine in New Jersey once. I did. I don't know. I'm here. I don't know. It could have affected me. It's certainly. Yeah,
2: in New Jersey.
3: In New, in Jersey? New Jersey. Oh, the Garden you gotta, State. You got to worry about. You got to worry
2: about far more than anything I might put into the ravine if you're if you're downstream uh, in New Jersey. I, when I was delivering newspapers when I was a kid, yeah, there was a house that had a uh, spring. And it had this this great stone setup where they had a cup and the water was constantly coming into it. And it was the best water I've ever had in my life. It was probably full of all sorts of toxic chemicals and who knows what else, but it was a natural spring and it, and it was great. And so every time I'd deliver the newspaper, I'd have a little drink out of the extremely unsanitary metal cup that was on a chain, but it was great. It was it was awesome spring water. So what, that's the closest I've come to drinking out would of Would you rather
3: drink out of a ravine in New Jersey or eat a hamburger off the LaGuardia airport floor? What what would you choose if you had to choose one or the other?
2: <laughs> I'd probably go with the hamburger off the floor because I'd find a spot. I'd find a spot that didn't touch the ground.
3: <laughs> you try to, you try to find, like I'd stay okay, away from the, eat away from have to the finish spot. The
2: burger. It yeah. depends on where the ravine is. I really would want to consider what's upstream of the ravine. So, but it's New Jersey. New Jersey. There's a bunch yeah, of like I'm
3: testosterone not, yeah. and like some HGH and some steroids and some hair gel. It's that's what's in the stream in New Jersey. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Let alone uh, Jimmy Hoffa might be up there too. You never know. It's the gift no, that Jimmy keeps Hoffa's on giving. Jimmy Hoffa next to Skycam. He's, got, he's next to Skycam. He's next to Skycam. Uh, you mean the one that died in the Bills Jets game last week? Yeah. Or, yeah, yeah. They bur- right. they
2: buried it. They buried it next to Jimmy Hoffa. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> and, and I and I had, and I had uh, that. We talked about that on Monday when when you were asleep. I made the joke on Twitter of. When they took that broken sky cam down, they can bury it next to Jimmy Hoffa. And I had a bunch of people correct me that that's not the stadium anymore, as if I'm serious that they're going to dig a hole. <laughs> he's in the, and he's put in the, the parking sky lot now, in
3: Mike. Come on, Come Mike. On. Get it right. <laughs> you can't be a journalist unless you properly say where Jimmy Hoff was buried. These guys know where, it. it was the were 20 we? yard line of the old Giants Stadium. Yeah. <laughs> See, you might the, have been the getting a that... guy from Jersey who might have actually known. So he might have been like, no, 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 I was part of that construction group then. He's in the old place. He's in the old stadium. Maybe they're really telling you something there. <laughs>
2: there was that scorsese movie that was like two hours too long from a couple of years ago that i was very excited to see and was a major oh. disappointment the irishman yeah that, it didn't look that, good and the book and the book on which that movie was based right tells a different story that basically it was the body was was burned uh, of jimmy hoffa but, yeah. but regardless uh Sky Cam is not being buried in metlife stadium in the parking lot or anywhere you just throw it in the garbage I don't want to throw all of last week in the garbage. I'm happy that I beat you straight up. It has been so close every week. The past couple of weeks, we've disagreed on three games, and they've all come down
3: to some sort of a <laughs> fluky, weird, what is that? Oh, man. What
2: What is that? that is what a, is that?
3: It's a drawing of me. Well, first finish, I beat two and two out of the three categories last week. So eat that yeah. crap. Let's make sure. <laughs> you, 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 whoop-dee-doo. Whoop-dee-doo. You got me by a half point
2: in the Vikings-Commanders game. That's how you went two and one in the best.
3: Best yeah, either. Uh I know, All but right. but either way that helped but what's you with this draft. That's actually from my high school days right there. That's the old um the yes, the the Bergen Record Athlete of the Week award I got uh, in high school game playing Old Topan High School. I had a good day that day, Mike, you know. It was like 16 for 18 for like the mid 200s and you know, through three or four touchdown passes. I think I ran one in that day too. So if you won athlete of the week, it was a really big deal in North Jersey. The Bergen records, the biggest local newspaper up there, along with the star ledger. And you go into their building and they draw a picture of you. And then when it comes Tuesday of that week, they release this for the athlete of the week. So it was uh, cool. And uh, I don't know where these guys found that, but thank you. That, 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 picture
2: has some very real aha take on me vibes to it Um, (laughs) you're right i'd I'd like to see that turn into a cartoon (laughs) all right um well done and uh yeah you beat me against the spread by one and you beat me straight up or no best bets by one i got you straight up by one and and just to be clear for the season i am now up by 10 games with nine weeks left, straight up. plenty I'm up by eight plenty games against the spread. And I'm up yep. by a half game, clinging to a half game lead in best bets. Despite my horrendous start to the season in best bets, right. I am ahead by a half game. This week, Patriots, Jets, Ravens, Bengals are off. There are 14 games, all odds provided by BetMGM. Let's get to it. We spent some time talking today about that scintillating Thursday night matchup. Al Michaels will be very pleased to be calling this one. The Falcons at the Carolina Panthers just 11 days after they got together in a barn burner in Atlanta. It doesn't have that same vibe tonight, but who knows? Panthers breaking out the black helmets. Maybe there'll be some magic in there that helps the Panthers dig deep. 42 and a half is the over under the Falcons are two and a half point favorites on the road in the rematch. And I have picked Atlanta to lose every week. This
3: season, Chris. Wow. Uh, well, you know, it's, it's not horrible. Um, but, but yeah, I got some teams like that, too. I'm going to go with the Falcons tonight. I am. I, I just, you know, I don't know. Last week kind of felt like this for me. Just from the pasta and meatballs outside looking in 10,000 feet above whatever view. I, I I could see last week kind of being the, all right, we're officially kind of a beaten puppy from the Carolina Panthers. Or a uh, beaten You know, kitty cat, I should say, if we want to keep it within the right animal family here, okay? They they lost their roar. Now it's just a little meow. Uh, uh, That was a butt whooping they got last week. And I do worry about that. And the way their run defense looked, you know, Atlanta, again, we know can run the football. I don't expect it to be a shootout like we saw the first game where fourth quarter, it kind of just went all over the place. But I just have more faith in Atlanta as a football team. And, again, I'm still not, you know, thrilled with the Carolina offense, a of course, out, what's there to be thrilled about? I have more faith in Atlanta's defense stopping the run and doing that. And, of course, I have faith in Arthur Smith and his ability to run the football on that side with Marcus Mariota. So, I'm taking Falcons 24-17 tonight.
2: By the way, we are opposed in all ways to... The imposition of physical violence on kitty cats or any type of feline or any animal Definitely. for that matter. I'm an animal lover. I don't that. want that. We never, do not condone. Never.
3: It. Yeah, no. When in doubt, uh, yeah, I put forgot. that You're punishment Noah. onto a human, not a not an animal.
2: One of these days, <laughs> he's going to build an ark and he's going to put that that backyard zoo onto it when the flood comes due yep. to the ever rising. Uh, sea levels ocean levels yes. due to global warming you're right. ready you're ready to go right. event <laughs> we're hitting all happens. the possible spots <laughs> uh, i i like the falcons in this one so i'm reversing my trend you cannot say next week that i've picked the falcons to lose every single week i like the falcons to win this one 27 to 20 they are in that fight for first place in the nfc south we considered their schedule earlier today they have plenty of games that they could win, not that they should win or yeah, will win, but, but they're there possible. are games. Right? Th- there aren't. There aren't an overabundance of. Oh shit! They're right. screwed. Games That's the point. On exactly that schedule. right.
3: That's right. We know. Yeah, you said it right. We know they can they can lose to anybody, but they got a stretch coming up to where you look at it and you go, well, they're not like outclassed here by any of these teams on the on the on the schedule to where they might be able to make a big run. I give them a lot of credit. There's some toughness to that football team, and I do think just you know ultimately that run game will will punish uh, a Carolina defense that lacks big people other than Derek Brown. That's the one thing I think is I look more like with Matt Rule and how he built the team a little bit, maybe a too little bit of a collegey speed length type of team to where there's not enough big people to stop some of the last week Joe Mixon up the middle, you know, constantly. And that's that's an issue for, for the Carolina defense.
2: And the Falcons have Cordero Patterson back. So That's right. it could be a long night for the Panthers again. I got 27-20. Atlanta, you've got 24-17. We both like the road team by seven to win and to cover. Sunday morning, 9.30 a.m. Eastern, 6.30 a.m. for the folks who live in Seattle and watch the Seahawks. Wow, you better you're get right. up I early on about Sunday yeah. to see this one. Seattle at Tampa Bay in Munich, Germany. A note from Greg Allman of The Athletic. Even though Seattle and Tampa are in opposite corners of the country, 2,500 miles apart, the distance to Munich is nearly comparable. 4,996 miles from Tampa, 5,283 from Seattle. It's about a half hour difference in the air. Because I was saying earlier this week, maybe Seattle should just go the other way, go across the Pacific. Maybe it's faster, but uh, not much of a difference. Hey, short week as a practical matter when you throw in travel and everything else. Seattle did it a few years ago. A lot of different players since then. The Bucks have done it before in London. Now they're going to Germany. It's going to have a Super Bowl feel to it. I think that helps the Bucks, Chris, because Tom Brady has... Played in high stakes games. This is going to be a big deal. 3 million ticket requests. I've been saying 2 million. It was actually 3 million. Slight difference. The Bucks are three-point favorites. The Seahawks have the better record. Do you like Tom Brady to show up and continue to build on the momentum that we saw late in the game against
3: the Rams? Well, wait. First off, I got to comment on, so they're not going to, so it's actually that distance and they're both flying the same direction. I, I did not understand that at first, okay, when reading it. Yeah. I thought that they were going to go over the Pacific and, and it wasn't that much of a difference. No. So just because no. they're out to the northern part of the globe there, that's why. Okay, I got it. Thank you. Using my big brain. Yep, using my big brain there. But um, one, you know, I'm excited about this football game. Two, yes, I think this is a somewhat of a favorable or a good matchup for the Bucks. This is a game they can win closely and I'm going to pick them to win it closely. I am. You know, I, I haven't picked the Seattle Seahawks to win all year, and I'm am not. I can't start here. I'm not going to start today. Uh, I'm not. Even though you know I should have picked them, I know that. But Tampa's defense, I think, with them being healthy, I think they're going to give this Seattle offense problems. And then Seattle's defense, even though it's not as bad as in years past, again, I don't know if I look at it to go, oh, it's dominant enough to really give problems to this Tampa offense. I mean, I know nothing's easy for Tampa's offense here. I, I get that, but I don't think they're going to be overwhelmed by Seattle here. So I am I think this is a game that's going to come down to the very end. And I'm going to go with the team that I think with the quarterback and the team that's, you know, battle tested. I'm going to go with Tampa Bay here. Twenty three, twenty.
2: I've got. 22 17 we always take the conventional score 22 you gotta you gotta get there the hard way uh with either mixed extra points or a lot of field goals or a safety or whatever but what the hell 22 to 17 I like the bucks to win I like the bucks to cover you need a different
3: score I got the i'll pick three 23 different so think I'll, about that yep yep I'll, I'll pick I'll pick um I'll go 23 21. Bucks. Oh,
2: you're taking the Seahawks to
3: cover. I you're am, splitting I am. the baby, splitting it, you're baby. threading the
2: needle. I got the Bucks to win and the Bucks to cover. I, I I really do believe that atmosphere will benefit the Bucks. And even though the Seahawks played in London, I was looking at their roster, most of the players weren't on the team in twenty eighteen when they went to London, even though they've learned, you know, the travel schedule, the practice are schedule. Are they, they there the yet? From a coaching standpoint, I think they are. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think they are. Because that would be the biggest sure
3: disadvantage is that clock change for Seattle. I mean, that's, that's some well, drastic change there. I never
2: know when they're going because the teams go – They've all you done know, whether it Whether it's Tuesday or Friday, right, right. They, 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 yeah, that's right. But I think they like to get them there a few days early so they can be involved in some of the pomp and circumstance, especially in Germany. This is the first regular season game in Germany. This is a big deal. And at some point, and maybe I'll be alive for it, maybe I won't, a division in Europe with two teams in London and maybe two teams in Germany, one in Munich and one in a different city, two London teams. that That's not out of the question. The commissioner hinted at that earlier this year. So big deal for the NFL to go and play a game in Germany and big deal for Tom Brady to be there. And, and I think this is, this is going to be the thing that maybe revitalizes the Buccaneers, but we'll see one o'clock, the, the big game of the afternoon, the seven and one Minnesota Vikings visiting the six and two bills. I've been telling my son who is overly invested in the Vikings this year, over the top, unbelievable, worse than I was when I was his age. I've been telling them get ready. It's coming. Enjoy the wins while you can. The ass-whipping is coming in Buffalo. However, I don't think Josh Allen's going to play, Chris, and I'm going to go first on this. You always make me go first on the Vikings games. I'm taking Minnesota to win this because I don't think Josh Allen's going to play. And even though the Case Keenum-Stefan-Diggs bizarro Minneapolis miracle angle is fascinating, I think the Vikings— they have gradually built confidence and that confidence leads to more confidence leads to more confidence. And I think they believe they can go in there, especially if they don't have to face Josh Allen and win that game. I've got Minnesota 24, 20, a more conventional score than, than the one that I picked for Buck Seahawks. So I, I just, this is pasta and meatballs. And I'm actually going against what I want to do. What I want to do is say the Vikings are going to lose because I think they're on the front end of a tough stretch. They've got, the bills, the Cowboys, the Patriots, and the Jets, the next four games, but they're getting lucky they got the shamrock up their ass, as you say they're facing another team that that I believe won't have its starting quarterback, so I think they pull it off and get to eight and one somehow
3: yeah i i i mean i'm I'm interested in this game i mean here's the thing like do we think the Vikings are going to be able to run the ball you know on the bills like we've seen the Jets last week and and, the you know, the Packers at the end of that game before that, you know, what do you, what's your thoughts there? You think they're going to be able to pull that off and, and run the ball down this Bills defense? Well, I mean, the Vikings have been balanced
2: this year. Yeah. And, and there was something, you know, Dalvin Cook, if he stays healthy, he's, he's what I saw from him late in that game, there was a level of determination. He made a great catch to help tie the great game catch. up. You know, the, after that interception, he grabs his helmet. I mean, he's got, you know, he, he's got an extra burst. I mean, you know, he he's he's in year, what, five now? Right. He's getting closer to the end than the beginning. Five or six? I think it's 17, six. 18, 19, 20, 21, yeah. 22. It's year six. Yeah. Uh, year six. Uh, the, fingers, the fingers always come in handy in moments like this. But – You know, how much does he have left? And now his his younger brother's in the league. You know, I think he realizes all the things he wants to accomplish, there aren't many chances left. And he's really got an extra level. And Alexander Madison, when he gets chances, he gets it done. And you see Justin Jefferson getting the ball in his hands. And TJ Hawkinson has made a difference in the run game and the pass game. You get him blocking some, you get him catching passes. Nine targets, nine catches when he had four days to get ready. The, the, this is a team that I think understands they have an opportunity to go for it. And the defense has gotten better on the fly. And, you know, Chris, with all those injuries on the back end for the Bills defense, uh, you got Justin Jefferson, you got Adam Thielen, you got TJ Hawkinson. I, I, I just, you know, again, I don't think it's going to be, you know, a 35-point a explosion by the Vikings, but I think they can hold their own and score enough points. And without Josh Allen – you're not going to need to score as many points.
3: Yeah, I, I, I know. And I'm, I'm going to take the bills to win no matter what I am. Now, uh, I'm going to play a little bit of the desperation thing here, you know, not playing well last week, the way their defense was, you know, run on late in the football game that they're going to kind of buck up and do something here. And then, you know, uh, I do worry about, uh, you know, kind of what you brought up. If the Vikings do have some success in running the ball, the the bills are in big trouble, because then it is going to be the play action, Justin Jefferson and Thielen and Hawkinson. And it'll be too much for them to stop. And we've seen that formula hurt Buffalo before in years past. And you know, that's why they got killed by the Colts last year. And the year before that, barely beat them in the playoffs. Because there was a little of like, whoa, we can't stop their power run game. And now it opens up all this other stuff. And I do, but I, I'm going to still go with what I've thought all year. That this is a different Bills football team. You know, and 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 that, yeah. I you know the one thing I didn't check is Matt Milano's status for the football game. Is he going to be back? Is he still out? Do we know that for sure? Um, don't know. You know that that'll make a difference, especially you know going sideline to sideline on Dalvin Cook and all that. Yeah, so he was at practice. I don't know. There's a part of me in my heart of hearts that thinks Josh Allen will will play. If I had to say Josh Allen's going to play, I'm going to go like Bills 28, Vikings 20. If he doesn't play, I'm gonna go I would like to go like Bill's twenty to seventeen. Something like that. That's kind of like how I look at right. it. You gotta pick one. I know. You gotta pick I one. I know. So I'm gonna take I'm gonna take them to cover the spread no matter what. I'm just gonna go twenty four twenty here, at Bills. And uh, right. I, I think they're gonna win. Even if Josh Allen's not there, I think Case Keenan will execute the passing offense enough and the defense will keep them in it till they'll get it done.
2: Lions Bears get together at Soldier Field a week after a barn burner between Miami and Chicago. The Bears are three point favorites with an over under of forty eight and a half. I really loved the over last week. I was worried about the win though, so I didn't make it a best bet. In yeah. hindsight, I wish I had. They scored sixty seven points. Right. Who do you like in this one? Again, I, Bears are three point favorites. If I haven't said that already.
3: I will. I, I wouldn't. I, I could see this, you know, being a shootout. I really could. I mean, I, I, I think we're going to see a. I'm going to go 31-24 Bears here in this one. All right, I'm not going to make this a best bet. It's scary because the Lions, the Lions are going to be able to run the ball all over the Chicago Bears too. Uh, the Bears, it, it, they're Strugglesville on defense right now, let alone we know the Lions are good enough in the passing game to where you just can't disregard it. And then the the, the, the other thing or one of the coolest stories in football is just the emergence of this quarterback design run uh, by the Chicago Bears and what it's done for Justin Fields and their offense. It's changed them. I mean, the first four or five, six weeks of the year, we were literally like, I don't know, can Chicago get to 17 today? Can they get to 20? And then they score, what, 33 against New England and then 29 against the Cowboys and then 32 last week against the Dolphins? I, I just have a hard time thinking they're not going to move the ball up and down the field on Detroit. You know? And then with the fact of it being in Chicago, I'm going to go with the Bears here to win the football game 31-24.
2: And you know the Bears are very much alive for the last spot yeah. in the NFC field. I think the Cowboys and the Giants will get two of the wild card berths, but that that last one uh, is up for grabs. I'm looking at the at the forecast for Sunday. High of 37. The wind is going to be the key because that was the wind is going to be manageable this week. It looks like it's going to be uh, under 10 miles per hour, so that's not an issue. I th- I got 28, 24. High-scoring game, and I'm thinking about Lions-Bears over as a best bet. We'll Mm. see. I didn't have the guts to do it last week. We'll see if I have the guts to do it this week. Jaguars-Chiefs in Kansas City. Chiefs not impressive against the Titans, but they got it done. Patrick Mahomes threw 68 passes, too short of the attempt's record for a single game. 43 completions sort of too short of the completion record for a single game they are nine and a half point favorites 50.5 over under that's the highest of the week Jaguars Chiefs
3: who do you like I, I mean of course I like the Chiefs I do but uh, the Jags I I think pose some problems here for the Chiefs they can do a little bit of everything on the defensive side of the ball uh, like Tennessee there's a little bit of that you know game plan specific defense going in. I look at the Jaguars, too. I think one of the good things for them will be the fact that they're going to see the Kansas City offense and what they did to Tampa Bay. And, again, this is the Tampa Bay defensive scheme to where they're going to go, oh, wait, they did this and this, and they'll be able to make some adjustments, let alone, Mike, like we talk about with you know Mahomes or Allen or any of these great quarterbacks. I do think they have a front four like Tennessee last week where they don't have to blitz much. They can sit back and and play that style of football and, and manage some of what Mahomes and Kelsey can do to them. And then on the other side of the ball, you know, the Jaguars, they can kind of do it all. The only thing that they miss in their game is explosive plays in the pass game. And we saw a little bit of that last week, but they can run the ball. There's balance here with them. I think they're going to pose problems. I think they're going to hang around in this one. I'm going to go Chiefs 27-23, but I don't think it'll be easy. Taking the Jaguars to cover. Look, I think the Chiefs are better than what we saw on Sunday night.
2: The Titans are better than the Jaguars. And for the Jaguars, they've been inconsistent this year. And every time they make you think they're good, then they they shit the bed. And I feel like they got to win. And, you know, that carries you for a couple of weeks. And I think the Chiefs are going to want to come out and show that, that they can be one of the best teams in the conference. They can be the one seed. They can't screw around with teams like the Titans. They have to come out and deliver the knockout punch. I think it's going to be 35-17. I think we're going to see the Chiefs firing on all cylinders against the Jaguars. This is just going to be one of those games where the Chiefs really do strengthen their position. And, hey, if I'm right about the Chiefs and the Bills losing, the Chiefs will be the one seed by the time we get to the end of the day. On Sunday, they will overcome the one-game deficit and overcome the tiebreaker the Bills hold by virtue of beating the Chiefs. So, I and this is a pasta and meatballs game for me. I like the Chiefs to roll thirty-five to seventeen. All right, Browns at the Dolphins. Dolphins have won three in a row since Tua came back. They won their first three with Tua. Favored by three and a half, Miami is over Cleveland, which is coming off of its bye week.
3: Over under a forty-eight and a half. Chris, who do you like? Well. It's an interesting matchup. I mean, obviously Miami's a better football team as, as a whole, but as we discuss all the time, you know, it, it, it is a, it's a matchup league. It is. And where I look at it to be like, there's two things here where I think Cleveland can kind of keep things close or in their favor. And maybe if they get a lucky, you know, bounce to the ball or whatever that they could maybe pull off an upset, but, 1 I I I don't think, you know, again, Miami is not a great run-stopping defense. They're not. I think I think Cleveland's going to be able to run the ball on them. And of course, they give you some opportunities to make some plays in the pass game because of how aggressive they are to where I mean Amari Cooper's going to get some one-on-one looks on an island with Xavier Howard and on one of the other corners. So that's one area I look at to go, okay, you know, I'm not going to say it's an advantage Browns, but certainly something good for them. And then the other aspect I think that's, you know, helps them out here, because I'm going to pick the Dolphins to win the game. But Joe Woods, he's been with Mike McDaniel. He's been with Shanahan there. He knows some of the rules of this offense, let alone, you've heard me say all year with Cleveland. My biggest problem with them is big people. They're a small defense, but they're fast. They're fast as hell. And. That's where I could see them maybe corralling Miami a little bit here. I'm going Miami to win the game, like I said, but 24-21. I think Cleveland kind of hangs around in this one, and this is maybe their last-ditch effort to kind of try to save their season.
2: I still think that the Browns are going to be alive after this one, win or lose. They've had two weeks to get ready, one day short of that, because we saw them on Monday night thumping the Cincinnati Bengals. They're getting closer to the point at which Deshaun Watson is able to play for them. They have three more games, including this one before he's back. I just think the Dolphins are finding their groove. And yes, they barely beat the Bears. And there was a non-call late in the game of pass interference that could have changed everything and the Dolphins could have lost that game but they're they're developing confidence and as long as Tua stays healthy he's distributing the football to Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle the run game gets a boost with Jeff Wilson Jr. who had more touches than Raheem Mostert last week and could be de facto the number one guy before too long they got a lot of weapons and I, I don't know what the temperature is going to be in Miami, but it's a lot hotter than Cleveland. That's another thing that we've that we need to take seriously, even though it's November. Yeah, you get one sideline baking in the sun, and if they have the Browns wear those those dark brown jerseys, that could be a factor as well. Coming from Cleveland down to Miami, those are just an, uh, another another area. 82, 82, which means it'll be 125 on the field. That's kind of how it usually goes in those games when you get out the big thermometer. But I I just like the Dolphins in this one, 31 to 24. You know, the Browns have been too inconsistent, and every time we see that good game, it doesn't last. Their formula is run the ball and then open up the passing game to Amari Cooper. You get good defense with Miles Garrett. I just think the Dolphins throw that all into disarray. I think the Dolphins build a lead, and you got the Browns playing from behind, and that formula doesn't work. I, I like the, the Dolphins to win this one and cover 31-24. Texans at the Giants. Chris, you've picked the Texans to lose every week this season. They have obliged in most weeks. Giants had two weeks to get ready for it. The Giants are five-point favorites with a low over-under of 41. Do your Giants
3: avoid a trap Against the lowly Texans. I, I think so. I mean, I'm picking them to win here. I am that. That's for sure. You know, I, 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 I do think the Texans could be, you know, somewhat of a pain in the butt here for the, the Giants. For one reason, a little bit like we saw last week. And the fact that their running game is real. And the Giants are not that good at, you know, stopping the run. It's an issue for them. So that's where I could see Damian Pierce and Davis mills, efficient completions, few long drives, one for a touchdown, maybe two other long ones for field goal stuff like that. And the game's not that long with the way they play. Let alone, I think the giants approach is going to be very similar. The giants are going to be able to run the ball on the Houston Texans. I mean, the Houston Texans run defense stinks. Uh, If I remember correctly, and I think I do, it's the worst run defense in football. So that, that that to me, does not bode well against the Giants, where we know with Saquon and Daniel Jones, that's an issue for sure. I'm going to go with the Giants here, but, like, I, I don't think this is going to be just like a blowout or anything. I think they're going to—Houston uh, will hang around. I mean, that that's for sure. And I'm going to go 23-16 Giants here in this one. So you still got the
2: Giants to cover. I do. I mean I got 24-14. four fourteen. We're not all that different. I mean that that was a hell of a wind up to get to the same place. Well, like I feel at. like you it's made me gonna think be like you were gonna
3: pick the Texans to go. No, cover. I wasn't I was like well, I was on the verge of like twenty to sixteen, twenty three to sixteen. Those were the kind of game I, I, I kinda look at it to be. I wouldn't be shocked if it's sixteen sixteen with six minutes left in the fourth quarter and the Giants gotta go down and score a touchdown. So that's where I was kinda hemming and hawing about you know, where it could be there. But, um, yeah, I got the Giants covering.
2: Hemming and hawing, hemming and hawing. I think we've done that. We have before. We've been working together long enough that we've looped back around. Yeah. uh, Yeah. All right. Do you think Uh, I corrected myself? Saints Saints and Steelers. The Saints looked not good on Monday night against the Ravens. They now go to Pittsburgh, where the Saints are one-and-a-half-point road favorites against a Pittsburgh team that's had two weeks to get ready. That is... Not as bad as two and six would suggest. They've been competitive. They beat the Bengals in Cincinnati. Beat the Buccaneers earlier this year. They had you know a couple of blowouts that that did not look good, especially in Buffalo. But I'm not ready to give up on the Steelers this season. I'm going to go first on this one. Under's forty and a half. Good. I like the Steelers to win this one outright. I, I look, I do. They've they've lit a fire or used the red hot poker on Najee Harris. They're going to use Jalen Warren more. Warren runs between the tackles and and just hits the hole and doesn't dance. They become disillusioned with Najee delaying the moment of, this is funny. of getting to the point where the ball needs to, you yeah. know, to go. And, and uh, you know, Chase Claypool was a distraction I've heard. And I'm told and uh, addition by subtraction and moving on from him. Uh, plus the two weeks to get ready. You've got, everyone on alert full urgency they've got to get this win they've got to win 2 and 7 versus 3 and 6 a gigantic difference if you want to have any hope and the steelers will never ever ever consider treating the rest of the season like evaluation or no it's always win 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 and they're getting the saints on a short week for them think about that this is a great litmus test of some of the competitive disadvantages that get baked into the schedule 14 days for the Steelers six days for the Saints Saints go on the road with that it's just it's not really fair to the Saints and I think they're stepping into a trap here I think the Steelers win the score I have is 20 to 17
3: all right that's that's good for you I'm going Saints here I'm 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 going to go with this. I just don't think it's a good matchup for the Steelers what here. What did
2: you see? But what did you see on Monday night that makes you think the Saints can do anything against Pittsburgh?
3: Well, especially I, if TJ Watt's back. Well, I, I get that, but I mean, what 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 have you seen all year to make you think Steelers can stop anybody on defense? I mean, what what, what is it's it's one of the worst defenses in football. So that's where I'm going to go. T.J. Watt, TJ Watt's
2: TJ Watt supposedly coming back. I, I know,
3: but back. he can't stop everything. And and you know, again, I don't. They're not their run defense is okay, I think statistically it's better than what it really is because they didn't play some good running teams, and I think teams look at Pittsburgh and they go, we're, we're going we're gonna to throw the ball on them. Like, the hell with running on them? It's, it's so easy to throw it on them. Why would we do that? I this is a, I don't think this is a good matchup for Pittsburgh. I don't. And, you know, yeah, the Saints didn't play a very good game last week again. But, you know, they, they played a team that's a better version of what they do. And it just wasn't the right matchup for them there. I, I just look at Pittsburgh, and I think it's interesting about the Najee Harris thing. It really is. It was the thing that bothered me coming out of college. And people just absolutely eviscerated me when I was like, yeah, but he never goes anywhere. It's always like this and this and Four yards and this and this and four yards. Now, I want to push back and go, there's no holes there. But it's just funny that. And I don't think they're going to have a lot of success against this defense. I don't. I don't think this is the formula to beat New Orleans. Oh, a team that can't run the ball, and now we have to throw it every play. And Dennis Allen's pretty creative with those coverages. You saw the other night. It wasn't very easy for Baltimore to score anything. I mean, the first two touchdowns were just Lamar making shit happen and some cool design plays that you can only do with a Lamar. So that's where I'm going to go with it, Mike. And uh, uh, trust me, I'm scared because of the things you say. Steelers always scare me that way, but I'm going 24-20 Saints.
2: And and the thing about Najee Harris and Jalen Warren, as simple as this, they're behind the same offensive line. Harris is averaging 3.3 yards per attempt. Warren is averaging 5.3. You said it right. We're going to see a lot more of Jalen Warren starting this week. Last game in the 1 o'clock window on Sunday. Broncos at the Titans. Tennessee only favored by 2.5 against a Broncos team that's had extra time to get ready, but their offense has been subject to criticism for good reason so far this year. The over-under, 36.5. It is the lowest over-under of the entire season, 36.5. Chris, do the Titans get back on the right track knowing They've got a short week trip to Green Bay coming.
3: Oh, I forgot about that. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm expecting low scoring here for sure. Now, I don't know what to expect with Brian Tannehill. I don't think he did anything again yesterday, or it was very limited, right? If I remember right, yeah. So, uh, again, I don't know. It's not about the Titans and their 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 offense necessarily. It's about great defense, chewing the clock and running the ball. And, you know, Seattle, I mean, the Seattle Denver. I I don't know. I just, there's something about their culture, the way Russell Wilson's playing everything about it that I'm just, I'm not going to buy into. So I don't care if it's Malik Willis or not. The only thing I want to see from Tennessee Titans a little differently compared to last week is I think they need a few more quarterback design runs to go along with Malik Willis. I, I don't think there was enough last week. And that would have helped them have some more answers. But I, I just think the Titans defense has got it going. And I can't picture the Broncos doing a whole lot. I'm going to go Titans 19-16, and that might be too many points. 24-14
2: Tennessee Titans. Derrick Henry keeps doing Derrick Henry things. And we're going to be reminded of why Nathaniel Hackett was potentially going to be fired if he had lost to the Jaguars. That offense, even with the two weeks, and they've got a chance to – fix some of their things. Look, we talked about it earlier. Some of the stubbornness from Russell Wilson in Seattle is now rearing its ugly head in Denver where there's no one to push back against whatever it is that he wants to do or doesn't want to do, like not wear a wristband. I just think that the Titans, who who want to continue to stake their claim to being yeah. one of the best teams in the conference. They've got to win this one at home. Right. You've got to win this one at home. At if home. you have any hope whatsoever. That's right. At home. Let's take a break.
3: Okay, sorry. I was going to say, at, at home, they got a great run defense. So they're not the Broncos aren't going to be able to rely on that. And then the Titans' pass defense the last few weeks has been arguably the best in football. So I don't think this is the week Russell Wilson gets back on track.
2: The Week 10 late afternoon games when PFTPM and Chris Sims on Button continues right after this. Chris Sims Unbuttoned, PFTPM, Joint Megapix Podcast, Week 10. The late afternoon games begin with the story of the week. The Indianapolis Colts going to Las Vegas to take on the Raiders, where Josh McDaniels, in his second head coaching stint, is not doing well. McDaniels, a guy who left the Colts at the altar, opening the door for Frank Reich. Frank Reich was kicked out that door this week. Jeff Saturday is now the head coach of the Colts. Somehow, some way, he's in charge. The Raiders are six-point favorites in this one with an over-under of 42.5. Chris, can the Colts... Put, I mean, this has been the ultimate distraction team turned upside down. Can they make chicken salad out of this chicken shit week?
3: No, no, I don't think they can. I mean, can they be competitive in this football game? I do think that. You know, I, I first off, I think a lot of the Colts defense. I do. I mean, I, I mean look what they did last week. It was... A damn good showing against the Patriots. I think the Patriots were probably a little conservative on that side of the ball, knowing the Colts were never going to move the football. But uh, I, I, I think they're going to give the Raiders and that offense issues. Uh, I, you know, again, the Raiders—it's lack of lack of big plays or lack of tricks or lack of explosive pass plays as the game goes on. as like early on, once McDaniels runs out of a few tricks, they don't have enough there or enough of a deep threat to take the top off the defense that way. And on the Colts, their front's good. They're good at limiting big plays. So I see that. Now, the Raiders' defense is not good, but the Colts' offense is horrible. And it's been really horrible with Sam Ellinger. So, I mean, I'm going to go with the Raiders here, but it's an ugly one. You know, I was like 20 to 9. I'm going to go 20 to 12 Raiders. I was 20 to 9. I gave the Colts one extra field goal where they just were able to maybe run the ball and make a few plays in the pass game to get down and get one extra field goal. But that's as far as I see this one going. 24-13
2: is my score. If the Raiders blow this one, oh, my God, it's the low point. For that franchise since moving to las vegas and look i i don't know if josh mcdaniels gets a second year i can't imagine him being fired during his first season by the guy who hired him but mark davis has to be having regrets now about not giving rich passaccia a chance because it has not worked so far and it's on mcdaniels to turn it around quickly and this is a golden opportunity the first crack at the jeff saturday colts to cap the week in which all this craziness happened. If you can't beat the Colts now, you'll never beat the Colts. So twenty-four thirteen Raiders. Game of the late afternoon. Cowboys at the Packers, even though the Packers aren't very good. It's still the Cowboys and the Packers. It's the Ice Bowl reunion. They've had some great games over the years. And it's Mike McCarthy, the fired former Packers coach, who took them to their only Super Bowl since 1996, He's back in town. They got a street named after him. He's back in town as coach of the Cowboys. Cowboys coming off of a bye. They're six and two. They're five-point favorites over under a 43. Chris, did the Cowboys go into Lambeau Field and extend that
3: losing streak of the Packers to six? I think so. I do. Now, do I think the Packers will keep it close? I do. I do that, too. I think the Packers' defense is going to be able to manage Dak Prescott in the run game a little bit. I do. I I have too much respect for them on that side of the ball. It is a really good defense, so I can see them, you know, giving them some issues. On the other side of the ball, you know, I don't think Dallas is going to get a chance to create any turnovers, especially a week after Aaron Rodgers threw three interceptions. He's going to be extra careful with the ball this week. And if there's one little issue with Dallas that we've seen is you, you can run on them a little bit with some of their speed up front and they do some crazy stuff and they kind of can get caught out of position a little bit. So I you know, I, I think this is a game where I kind of look at it and go, We're gonna watch the game and go, Clearly Dallas is better, but the style and kind of the efficiency in which Green Bay plays with, I think will allow them to hang around and make the game look a little closer than it actually is. But I'm gonna go Green uh not Green Bay, Cowboys twenty three to seventeen. Am I so seeing? you got
2: them covering by one point. Yeah. 5 point favorite. Okay. I, I, oh, wait, I've got the... No, I I put the... No, no,
3: Jay, your fans off the checker. No, 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 no. I saw Green Bay no. 31-17. I, you're was, going with Rodgers. I knew you I were a fanboy. It right it's <laughs> I know. right here. I'm joking. Cowboys I know you're not that stupid. <laughs>
2: Cowboys 31, Packers 17. I think that the game last week broke the Packers. It could And I don't know that they can fix it mm-hmm. this soon. And, you know, I, I, I put a lot of stock in... What guys say when they're in that moment or not far removed from it, and when Aaron Rodgers was asked the question on Sunday about you know you know you've continued to express hope, but how do you still have any hope of turning it around after losing to this team, the Lions? And he paused for 13 seconds, put his head down, gathering his thoughts, and he recited some of the same old bullcrap cliches. Guys got to dig deep. We're going to be counted out. I I think he's. He's a guy who has tried everything in his power to will this team to be better than it is, and it hasn't worked, and he knows it hasn't worked. And and, and maybe, you know, I'm, t- I'm talking myself out of it now because he seemed very loose and relaxed on Wednesday. Maybe he's worked his way through anger, denial, bargaining, depression, and acceptance, and he just realized, hey, you know what, it's a shit year, and here we are. But I still don't think it's going to be enough to win this game and I think that the Cowboys will relish this. I think they want everyone to understand that they're good. I think they're trying to to attract OBJ. Yeah. Let's go out and kick some ass and make OBJ pick us. Hey OBJ, you want to win a Super Bowl? Hey, look at us. Look what we did to Green Bay. 31-17. You better join us and not the Buffalo Bills. That that's knocking around in this mindset here. But I think McCarthy's desire to go back up there and shove it up Green Bay's ass. What was that? Chant, shove the f and cheese up your ass, the Giants fans in London. <laughs> McCarthy's going to want to do it to the Packers at 17 And uh, hey, hey, you know what? If you're if you're feeling counted out, Packers, it's your own damn fault for losing five in a row, culminating in a loss to the Detroit Lions.
3: Yeah, no, I, listen, they they got issues, and this is you know again this offense and how they play. Uh, It just, I can't see them, you know, scoring a whole lot of points. It's going to be hard. It's going to be rely on the run game. It's going to be little short passes. And uh, yeah, Dallas is in a different class, in my opinion, than Green Bay. They're going to win this one. All right. The final game in the late afternoon window, the Cardinals at the
2: Rams. The Rams are only favored by one and a half with an over-under of 41 and a half. Matthew Stafford in the concussion protocol. Kyler Murray didn't practice on Wednesday with a hamstring. That's kind of a red flag. The Rams have already beaten the Cardinals in Arizona, and the Rams have gotten beyond the point of desperate. If the Rams don't win this one, they are are done done they're already done they're done done if they lose this one to the arizona cardinals uh i'll go first since i'm already talking about it i think the rams win 26 20 whether it's matthew stafford or john wolford whether it's kyler murray or colt mccoy i think the rams know how to defend kyler murray i think the cardinals are in the process of falling apart they already have fallen apart the rams are are close to joining them i just can't imagine the rams blowing this one they're returning to the site of that playoff game where the Rams completely dismantled the Cardinals last year. I, I just I, I think the Rams, this is a gotta have it. Or what, what did you say earlier this week? A gotta moment have it. Gotta moment gotta have it. Got a moment have it. This is a this is a gotta <laughs> moment have it for the Rams, 26-20.
3: Yeah, uh I, I'm with you there. I just again I think it's it, it, the both teams are defenses are the star of the show. Offenses are Less than, you know, they're, they're, I mean, underwhelming as being nice. I mean, the freaking Rams are the 31st offense in football. Who would have ever thought that going into the year, right? But, you know, even after all that, I think you said it right. The Rams defense, they have the formula. They know how to stop Kyler Murray and this Cliff Kingsbury offense. They do. And I'm just going to go with the, and these type of games, just like last week, the Rams, we could say all they want. They're, they are gritty. They got a grittiness about them. Like, they were comfortable in, oh, the 16-13 game last week. We're being outplayed by the Bucs, and we've really only made two or three plays on the offensive side of the ball, but here we are. You got to drive down the field to beat us at the end of the football game. You know, they're, they're, that, that's they're used to that style. I'm going to go with them here. I mean, I, I am. just. I, I think their offense will just gut it out somehow, some way. And, yeah, they know how to stop that offense. So I'm going Rams 19-17 here. So
2: you also are picking the Rams
3: to cover because the it's spread one and is and a so narrow that yeah. it's just one and a half. Right. That's
2: odd to me that it's one and a half. That's best bet material as well i mean if you think the rams are going to win whether they're going to win by one point you, you you get you get that cover pretty quickly all right let's take a break the primetime games including jimmy garoppolo spotting justin herbert seven points are you kidding me 49ers chargers plus commanders eagles we'll talk about those next here on chris sims unbuttoned and pftpm <laughs> PFTPM, Christians Unbuttoned Week 10 Joint Mega Picks Podcast. We have come to the primetime Sunday, Monday night portion of the program and. Let's focus on Sunday Night Football. Chargers and the 49ers. 49ers coming off of their bye week. They are seven-point favorites against the L.A. Chargers, who have kind of been all over the place, up and down, trying to lose games and end up winning them, trying to win and end up losing. But they are kind Seriously? of starting to come into their own in the AFC. They're right in the thick of the wild-card chase. The 49ers have a worse record at 4-4, four and four, but, boy, they got that vibe of a team. They can take it all the way if they can keep their key players healthy. Do you like the 49ers to win? Do you like them to cover
3: on Sunday night? I definitely like them to win. There's no doubt. And I definitely like them to cover. They're, this is definitely in the running for, for best bet material for me here. Um, I'm interested to see what the Chargers can do to stop the 49ers in their offense. I am. You know, that, that That's the big thing there. The Chargers, as we've discussed, like almost every week, it's... Horrible run defense, right? And now you got to deal with the team that's, what, healthy and had some extra time to play around with the Debo Samuel, Curtis, I mean, Christian McCaffrey uh, formula and and play with that that way, let alone physically you have an issue there and a mismatch and that you don't have enough big people and your team is a little bit speed-oriented there. I don't have much faith in the Chargers defense to stop the 49ers. That's the big problem. And honestly, on the other side of the ball, I don't have a ton of faith either for their offense. 49ers defense has been number one in football, and they've been missing, like, what, three out of the five best players in their defense for the majority of the year? It's really remarkable. It really is. The number one defense in football has been missing some of their best players for the majority of the year, and they're going to be back. And that means you're fucked, San Diego, Los Angeles, wherever the fuck you are now. At the drive-thru. Yeah, they're at the drive-thru. You're screwed. Yeah, I'm going 49ers here. I don't think this is a good matchup. And if Justin Herbert thinks, if they think they're going to just dink and dunk and throw their five-yard passes down the field against this group, I just, I don't see that happening. I don't. I'm going 49ers 31-20.
2: I've got the 49ers 3421 McCaffrey is there. Debo is healthy. Kyle Shanahan, the kid in the candy store with all these weapons that he can unleash and create havoc against the chargers defense. And I just, the chargers, you know, it's always something. And I feel like the 49ers need this one. Everyone's going to be watching to reinforce the notion that they truly are a team to be reckoned with in the NFC. They're trying to chase down the Seahawks. They're trying to get that wild card berth that's going to be up for grabs. I mean, hey, the 49ers may not get in. They got to get in. That's the thing. On paper, if they're healthy, they're dangerous. I know. They got to stay healthy. Right. And they're in danger of not making the playoffs at all if they don't catch the Seahawks because then they're in that scrum yeah. for the wild card berth. But as things shake out, I mean, who's it going to be if it's not them? But but they they just got to start. You can't they can't afford to fall to four and five. No, this is a must win. They lose a tiebreaker to Atlanta.
3: I mean, right now because of that game. So yeah, you're right. This is it's a big game for them. It really is. They don't have much wiggle room because of the way they started. So they better be about their business here.
2: I think they'll take care of business in an impressive way, 34-21. Let's move to Monday night. The Eagles, 8-0, and trying to go to 9-0. and The Commanders trying to hold it together after a game. They should have won. They should be 5-4. and four. They were up 10 points in the fourth quarter. Damn, I Should know have that. beaten the Vikings. Damn. They go to Philly. 11-point underdogs are the Commanders. Do the Eagles win? Do they cover? You picked them to cover against the Texans last Thursday night as a best bet, and it did not work out for no, you. No,
3: I lost my little half do point they, there. Do they? Yeah.
2: Do they cover on Monday night against the commanders
3: well i 'm going to say they don 't i 'm going to go with the commanders here i I, I mean one i'm going the commanders I feel like had a lot of the right answers the first time they played Philadelphia. They did you know now they might have been a hair too aggressive and I, and I remember us talking about this maybe a few weeks after that matchup hair too aggressive to where – the game was really Jalen Hurts got to throw some one-on-one jump balls to his receivers and they made plays, but they did a pretty good job of slowing down the rushing attack of the Philadelphia Eagles and that. And, you know, Washington's offense, it's not great. We know that, but it's been a little bit better in the run game. They do have some weapons in the past game. You know, I, I think this is a game they kind of hang around in. I don't, certainly don't look at them as the same class as uh the Philadelphia Eagles but Washington's defense is good enough to kind of hang in there against anybody like you saw like you said last week i mean it was the first drive of the game for Minnesota and then we didn't hear from the offense again until what was it 5 minutes left in the fourth quarter right mike so they're capable of doing that type of you know or that type of quality of play i'm going to go Eagles 24-16 in this one
2: you know And and maybe it's because the Eagles look so good on Monday night at home when they played the Vikings in Week 2. Yeah. Uh, I I feel like the commanders, with all the crap that's going on, and as we're taping this, we don't know what the major announcement's going to be from D.C. Attorney General Carl Racine. That may create more distractions. Players have said, how can this not distract you? And then this goofy statement that pulled Brian Robinson into the fight with the DC attorney general. I just think it's too much. And I think this is one of those nights where no matter how prepared you are, no matter how determined you are, no matter how focused you are, the Eagles are just going to be ready to kick your asses. 35 to 10. I rarely pick blowouts, but I think this one is going to be a, uh, you know, at halftime, what are we going to watch in the second half that this one's going to be over? This one's going to be done because the Eagles, this is the latest team to get that 11 days. From Thursday yeah. to the following Monday. Right. Not that they need it against the Commanders, but I think it's going to be just part of this idea as they build momentum. They're getting closer and closer to seventeen and zero. Where are the losses? They got to play the Giants twice. They got to play the Cowboys again. But for now, I see them continuing to check them off. Let's take a break. Best bets and our Folsom Prison Blues picks when PFTPM and Chris Sims on button wraps up right after this. Chris Sims, unbuttoned, PFTPM, Joint Mega Picks Podcast, Week Ten, wrapping up with our best bets. We each pick three against the
3: spread or an over/under. Chris, what do you got? Well, I'm taking the 49ers. That's the first one. Uh, that's that's the one I I feel best about. I, I really feel like the only way the Chargers keep that close or or even maybe have a threat to win the game is Herbert will have to play like one of the games of his life. He's going to have to be extremely efficient and they're going to have to be explosive in the past game, which they haven't shown to be. So I'm going the 49ers there.
2: That's gutsy. That's seven points that the 49ers I know. are the Chargers. I know. Uh, garbage time touchdown wipes you out if that occurs. I'm going to go Titans, giving two and a half to the Broncos. The freaking Broncos! I'm sorry, but the Broncos' offense is ass. It's just not good, and the Titans keep they keep getting disrespected with these point spreads. Twelve and a half last week, underdogs in Kansas City. What the hell was that all about? Who who is? Do people just not bet on the Titans because they're boring? Titans given two and a half to me is a lock. If if I had to pick one bet that I was going to make this week against the spread. It's Titans given two and a half. All right. What else you got?
3: Yeah, I hear. I mean, I, I hear you all the way. And if Brian Tannehill was playing, I hear you all the way too. that. Broncos defense is damn good, though. Uh, we can't forget that. No, uh, um, they
2: traded. They traded Bradley Chubb. And I, th- I you know, yeah, you got to rebuild
3: that trust when you take away your defensive cap. Right. Right. All right. Well, all right. So just so everybody knows. Uh, yeah. You said at seven points, the 49ers were favorite. I had them winning by 11. The next one I'm going to is the other big spread of the day, but I'm going the other way. I'm taking the Jaguars. I am. I think the Jaguars match up very nicely with the Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs favored by nine and a half points. I just think it's too much. I I think this is a game where Jaguars will be able to move the ball on them. And I think their defense will be able to at least slow down the Mahomes and company all slot. I think they got the guys there. So I think this is like a field goal win, four point win for the Chiefs. I'm going Jaguars is my second best bet.
2: You pick the Jaguars so much. I'm starting to think that you're hoping if Shad Khan fires Doug Peterson, he calls F- you off as your head coach. Hire and
3: me. And I'm bringing you down right. there with Jackson DeVille so you can guys um, can change out the litter all the time and all that stuff that you yeah. do. <laughs> uh, copy, paste, Giants. copy, paste. <laughs> yeah, no thanks.
2: Giants yeah. giving five to the Texans. Uh, something's wrong with this picture. And, uh, you know, sometimes – I'm right. You know, a lot of times I feel like I'm walking into a trap, but I don't think this is a trap. I think the Giants are going to handle them. Even the way you hemmed and hawed, or hemmed and hawed as the case may be, you still picked the Giants to win by seven. You were coming up with every argument you could for the Texans to potentially beat the Giants, and you still settled on Giants by seven. Yeah, I, I think I did. the Giants I... win. I think they cover the yeah. spread. Damian Pierce, by the way, was limited yesterday in practice. If he if he's banged up, the Texans got nothing, Chris.
3: No, I, 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 hear you there. And, uh, you know, you've given me some incentive there a little bit for the, the Texans to keep it close. All right. My last one, I'm going to one that I think you're, you're totally the opposite of me, but screw you. Okay. Florio, screw you. I'm going with the commanders, 11 points too much for me. It's just too much. I think their D is real. I think they know how to stop it and slow down the Eagles offense. And I got trust in Heineke just to make enough plays to keep them close. I'm going Commanders covering that 11-point spread. Go, Commanders.
2: Don't go, Commando,
3: please. (laughs) I'm taking the Bears, giving the Lions
2: three. It was between that or the Steelers getting one and a half. But I think the Bears can cover three-point Spread against the Lions. The Lions got their win for the month. They don't care. All right, uh, Folsom Prison Blues, Eagles to win no matter what. Who's yours? I'll
3: go, Colt. I mean, the Raiders beat the Colts. Raiders beat the Colts. See ya. All right. Bye. We're done. Bye.
1: The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up?